I was trapped in bipolar manic depressive episodes and I literally was only sleeping about two to four hours every two to four days. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Lay. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution. God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Lay. Hi, my name is Evangelist Anlay, and today on the show, we're going to talk about mental illness. And you know, with mental illness, it can often lead to people feeling like, why does a good God allow these things to occur? And we're actually going to talk to someone who had bipolar disorder on this show today. And she's going to talk about how horrible it was and how God touched her life. And what is bipolar disorder? Bipolar disorder is a mental illness which is associated with episodes of mood swings ranging from depressive lows to manic highs. So it's someone who in one moment has so much energy and is manic and is basically just doing all this stuff and super energetic to suddenly crashing and being super depressed, can barely get out of bed, symptoms like that. And of course, it's varying. And we have Kim Rocks, who's going to be on the show with us today, and she's going to tell us how it affected her. Kim Rocks, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. Kim, now you were telling me that bipolar disorder made you feel so miserable. How was that? It really did. My life experience from day to day was like the word I always used was anguish. I really felt like I was tormented and that it was just beyond pain and trauma that I just was really experiencing mental and physical anguish. Wow, man. So how would you describe this past experience with this disorder? Because I think a lot of people don't even know if they have it or not. Well, mine was very severe and extreme, and it was debilitating. And I would go for days, weeks, or months without even really being able to make it through a shower or wow. anything else as far as taking care of the house. And it did make me feel completely isolated, and it also made me feel extremely worthless. And I think that's what you're talking about was the depression part, right? The depressive part mood swing where it suddenly swing down and like it would be for like days, hours, months? It could be anywhere from days to months. And then of oh. course the opposite extreme of that, the manias would really put me in dangerous situations. I felt like I was invincible. You know, I just felt mm. like I could do extraordinary things or just put myself in dangerous situations without really even understanding how I was compromising myself. Wow. So basically, in one moment, you'd be, you know, super energetic, you know, just couldn't rest. I think you and I were talking before that, like, you could, like, work almost throughout the night, right? Oh, yeah, I could do that for days. And in fact, one of the longest manic episodes I had lasted for 18 months. And during that time, oh, wow. I literally was only sleeping about two to four hours every two to four days. And oh. Yeah, it's difficult on your body because your mind and body, they need to rest at night. Like when you sleep, your body heals and your short-term memory goes into your long-term memory. And when you don't sleep, your body begins to ache 
all mm. over the place and your mind will try to find ways to rest. And, you know, I could just sit and stare, you know, after hours and hours of being awake and not being able to sleep, my mind would, would try to find ways to shut down, you know. Now, Kim, when you're going through these things, did you know that you had bipolar disorder or were you just like thinking, I'm invincible, I'm on top of the world, I'm fine, I'm good? Well, some of these episodes, they started as a teenager and they became more extreme as I got older. The manias in my teenage years, everybody just thought I was like super hyper. And actually, a lot of people just thought I was on drugs. I mean, I would get just really hyper. And my friends would tell other people that ask, is she on something or whatever? And they, they would go, no, she, wow. you know, she really isn't. And then mm. the depressions were horrible because, you know, I went from being a cheerleader and going to state in track and a successful person to, like I was saying, I couldn't get out of bed. I would wow. go to school unshowered. Very different from, you know, I love to do hair. I love to do makeup. I love fashion. Wow. And I would just go into those extremes and it was really, really difficult. I didn't know what was wrong and I thought it was something that I could control and I would become really heavy hearted because I couldn't shake it. And I would be thinking to myself, what is wrong with me? Like Mm. I have no reason to be, you know, this sad or this down and it would kind of snowball because I didn't have the diagnosis at that time. I was just experiencing the episodes. Wow. That's so sad. You know, One day, the disorder caused so much pain in your life that you actually wanted to end it. But then something happened. What happened? Yeah, I actually did try to take my life more than once. And my ex-husband was a police officer and I saw his extra gun. I had made a plan. I was going to go into my side yard and call the ambulance beforehand. And I was going to end my life. And when I went to draw up the gun to my mouth... The gun hit my front tooth and it hurt. Yeah, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, yeah. And so that little pain gave me a spark of reality. And I just began bawling. And I called my husband and told him what I was getting ready to do. And he came home from work. You know, I was bawling when I told him. We went and called my doctor and I was hospitalized. And when I came out of that hospitalization, I sat before the Lord in determination that I was going to choose life, that I was not going to try to take my life again. And I actually cried in anger at God to make that choice because Mm. when I made that choice, I didn't know if I was going to have to live the rest of my life that ill, you know? Yeah, because you felt trapped, right? You felt really trapped. I really, really did. And I was angry that that was my life experience. And the bulk of my young adult life basically had been taken away from me. And Mm -hmm. I wasn't able to be a mother and wife and all of that. But I did make a determination before God, I made a choice that I would not try to take my life again. Wow. And so God did something in your life, but then you came to a moment where you received and like kind of really surrendered to God that no matter what, I'm not going to take matters into my own hand. Is that right? Yeah. And you know, what's ironic about this is that there was an interim before I realized where the healing took place. I made that choice. And then shortly after that, things got worse. 
you know, my husband and I separated and, and I had one of the worst episodes oh. that I probably ever experienced. And during that night that I was so severe, I was actually very, very sick. And I'd had friends come over earlier that day. People from church had been bringing me meals. One of my friends, she left at 1030 at night and she had been putting washcloths on my forehead and my temperature had broke. I was having some kind of a toxic reaction to one of the medications. I was mm. over medicated and they left and about 2 a.m. my fever spiked and I was literally shivering in bed. I was almost convulsing. It felt like just the back of my heels and the back of my head was touching the bed and my teeth were chattering. I thought I was going to die. I had called the on-call doctor. I was waiting for him to call back to see if I needed an ambulance to come pick me up. I wasn't even strong enough to barely crawl out of bed. And I had called my mom while I was waiting for the on-call doctor to call back. Mm -hmm. And my mom, who lives in Arkansas, which is about 12 hours, 12 hour drive, we were trying to decide if she needed to you know, head my direction. And that's when the on-call doctor called. And mm -hmm. during that conversation, the phone died. You know, my husband and I just separated, so we had just, you know, moved me into an apartment. Right. I didn't have a landline yet, and I thought I was going to die. And I crawled down off the bed. I got on my knees, and I was crying out to God, and I just begged Him to have mercy on me. And I knew the next day that I had experienced the Lord and a healing. Wow. This is so amazing because scientifically, people say that once someone has it, you know, they're pretty much stuck with it. But you're saying something miraculous happened to you. And we're going to talk about this in our next show. Kim, thank you so much for being on our show. We're really looking forward to having you on our next show. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, hold on. I got some thoughts. We'll be right back. Real life is made possible this week with the help of On Fire Merchant Services and our Awakening the Nation's monthly giving partners. If you own your own business taking Visa and MasterCard, call and get a quote from On Fire Merchant Services. On Fire Merchant Services is on fire to serve you. Look them up at onfiremerchantservices.com or call them at 877-333-6682. That's onfiremerchantservices.com or 877-333-6682. Real Life Radio is a ministry of Awakening the Nations, a 501c3 nonprofit organization that depends on your donations. If you would like to find out more about Awakening the Nations or make a tax-deductible donation, please visit our website at awakeningthenations.com or call us at 877-480-4477. That's awakeningthenations.com or 877-480-4477. <laughs> More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. Let's go a little deeper. I mean, why do bad things happen to good people? More so, why do bad things happen to you? The answer is bad things happen. But if you get stuck there, you won't see what God has on the other end of it. And so many of us, that's where we get stuck. We get to the point where it's like, oh, this bad thing happened and I'm diagnosed with this. You know, I have this thing and now it's the end. And well, might as well just do this then since I have this. And, you know, we begin to compromise. And as you heard, even with Kim, you know, these things that happen to her where she starts dealing with bipolar and all these things, she's really going through a very difficult, debilitating time. And she had zero control over it. How many of us could say, that's me? That's me. I go through stuff. I have zero control over it. 
And if we're not careful, these things can lead us to a life of bitterness. The Bible says in Romans 8.28, I want to speak a truth into your life. It says, and we know, not we're guessing, we know that all things, all things, that means bad things too, work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Friend, don't you know that as you are following after God, God is going to use that bad thing for your good. He's going to use it to bring something good about in your life. And that's my prayer for you. My prayer for you is not that the scripture will come true. It's going to come true. We know it. But my prayer for you is that you'd have enough faith to believe it and not compromise in the moment when that bad thing happens in your life. Father God, I'm praying right now for my friend, my friends who can relate and say, that's me. I'm going through a difficult time in my life right now. Bad things are happening. I lost someone. I was diagnosed with something. And now I feel like, what's the purpose? I feel like there's nothing left. Might as well just drink my life away. Might as well just throw my life away. Friend, don't do that. God will use this. If you just cling on to Him, if you just follow His purpose, He will bring it to shape you in a good way. Father God, I'm asking for that revelation, for that faith right now. In Jesus' mighty name. I hope you were blessed by this testimony, and I know your life was touched. If you want to know more about us or to make a tax-deductible donation, please check us out at AwakeningDonations.com. That's AwakeningDonations.com. See you next time.